0: Sunday, welcome to another episode of Ben frank now, I am your host Frank, that's right the one and only, and you know a Sunday, you know what we do on Sundays, a Sunday with Stallings, hope everybody having a good Sunday out there, not too bad where I'm at, blessed enjoying life, and let me go ahead and see if I can get these guys in, today we got Takara with us also so we'll have a two um two guests with us, which will be of course Brian and Takara. Let me go ahead and dial them in. Brian, you there, buddy? Can you hear me?
1: Yes, sir. How you doing, man?
0: Good deal, man. How you doing, buddy?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm doing all right, man.
0: I'm just uh, <laughs> recovering from my first week back to school. And, oh yeah, we gotta talk about that. You know,
1: getting yeah, getting ready back, getting ready for uh, round two. So
0: hell That's yeah. Good, man. yeah. Good to have you back, man. Like I said, it's been Frank now with the Sunday with Stalling Show. And our guest, who's been texting us through the week, because we're in, on different time, I guess. And she don't she has a schedule and she like to stick to it. So Mr. Carl Williams, how you doing, young lady?
2: I'm great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you doing good. We appreciate you last week. You know, we love having you on a show that, you know, we like what you bring. So I'm glad you're mm-hmm. here.
2: Thanks. Appreciate Seriously. it. Seriously,
0: I hope this, you know, I want you on as much as you can. So where are you calling us from today?
2: Hobbs, New Mexico.
0: Hobbs, ah, so that's your new home, huh? Or are you moving there.
2: No, sir.
0: It's not. <laughs> how's the how's the weather
2: there? Oh yeah,
0: it's real hot out. Totally
2: different than Houston just yesterday.
0: So. Oh man. Oh yeah, um there's a torn um there's a hurricane coming over the Gulf of scene. is that correct? Two. Oh yeah, two of them. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, I see the Cry Jordan face on them. <laughs> yeah, I that. The internet ain't shit. I swear, the internet ain't shit, boy. Hell yeah, man. But hey, I hope everybody doing good, Brian. You said your first week of school. Yeah, how was that, man? How were the kids acting? How were the classrooms set up? Hey, it's. I mean, it's it's weird, man. Because
1: I mean, about a third of our kids have uh, opted to stay home and do virtual. So like, the hallways are. Empty, you know, like everybody's walking around with their little masks on, and you know, it's it's just really weird, man. Like every time somebody like sneezes or coughs, everybody like, you know, what's going on with you? You know, it's <laughs> yeah. it's weird. It's weird, like you know. But what I will say, I think kids are definitely learning because, you know, I think that my biggest class, I think, is only about twelve kids. You know, my small, smallest class is about
0: five. Uh-oh, you might be. So, so you're talk, you talk know, class sizes are really. Yeah, you're talking work. something in existence that um, the school department don't want to hear. You know, smaller classroom, better education. I mean. Right, yeah. right. I mean, yeah, we we definitely, I think we definitely need to look into, uh,
1: you know, keeping this uh, virtual, virtual setup. Because, I mean, I think a lot of kids probably
0: benefit from that more than anything. See. Uh, you know, so. This could become the new yeah, norm, man. It could be the new Possibly. norm. I don't Possibly. Know. I think you're talking something in existence, man. That is, I mean, just think about it, though. I mean, you can stay at home, learn, instead of coming to school, and still participate in sports, still be that quote unquote student athlete, right? Right, right. But this is the thing, though.
1: We got a lot of parents, a lot of uh, caregivers or, or guardians, they don't know what they're doing with this technology. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they over there, like, man, they call the schools, like, how you log in? How you do this? How you do this? How you do that? You know, and it's just like, what, it only works if you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, so we've had, situ- we've had, given, we gave opportunities for, you know, people to come in to, to learn how to use stuff, but do you think they show up? Nope. Yeah. So, it's kind of like, you know, you got you to gotta be able to, you know, take the opportunities to... To figure things
0: out, you know, before if you think it's going to work for you. So, right. and that generation but, but, you of know. And, and that parents, that generation, that's kind of like our generation. Are they like our generation right there? Our age. Oh, yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they all they all are a our age, if not a little bit younger. Yeah. Oh,
0: and they don't know how. Oh my goodness! But they know how to TikTok and Skype and. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and yeah, they—they—they, they, they, hey, I—I I, I seen so I see a few of them too. They know the Doordash too. So, yeah. <laughs> is is it title one. Uh, hey, so they—they they can figure out technology if they want
0: to. <laughs> to car, what you just say? Is it a title
1: one school? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we're, uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're title one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah let's go off that all right let's go ahead and segue over something hey last week episode was good you know um it's crazy what i'm learning about this podcast situation right now as i mess with my phone because that's what i do a lot throughout the show i noticed um a lot of our listeners love the sunday with Stalin show which is good and they like to listen either sunday night or throughout the week nights it's like monday and wednesdays have always been the hot nights for this show. And the numbers are going up and up and up. We're over 21. I think we're almost at 2200 downloads already. And it's crazy. I mean, um, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of downloads already, which is amazing. So, um, we appreciate all you listeners out there. Thank you. Thank you for letting us in your life, um, for an extra hour, hour and a half or how long we go. But we really are blessed to have you guys on and listen to us. And, um, Just keep it going. Pass it off to your friends. Like I said, the Ben Frank now show. Takara, make sure you pass the word out. You know, we're trying to keep a um, platform for all to talk and don't be shy. You know, I mean, I've had several individuals that told me they'll come on the show and they still have yet to follow up on it. But it's neither here nor there. So we'll talk about that another another day. But hey, let's get back to that um, smash and dash. I want to kick off on that one because, like I said, I posted on Facebook earlier, double standards. I know both you guys might have similar views on that and to see what your take is. But um, <clears throat> Greg was supposed to be with us today and I hope everything's going good with him. He'll be calling in either today or sometime next week. But there's one question he was going to ask you guys, though. It was on, is it OK to follow the code of silence? But when police officers do it, it becomes a problem. Is that a smash or a dash? And remember, smash is for you guys out there listening. First time we say smash me, you know, throw the damn thing away. Um, BS and we will explain the reason why behind our reasoning. That should mean it's sound good. Let's go ahead and put a check mark on it. You know, let's sit back and talk about this and explain the reason why and give me, um, just basically give me your opinion. So I will read that question again. Is it okay to follow the, um, I'm sorry. It's okay to follow the code of silence, but when police officers do it, it becomes a problem. Takara, you want to tackle that one? Is that a smash or a dash in your mind? Over.
2: I mean, that's a oh, that's so convoluted because, as a female, for me, are we talking about like code of silences in our neighborhoods? Like when things are going on, or
0: see that's always great. He was, I know what he's talking. About. He's one. He's basically saying in a black community, you know how in a black community we got a, we got this code of silence, meaning don't be a snitch, no snitch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and growing up, you know, especially with black folks. Don't be telling on somebody that did something in school because you're snitching. So there's like that's a code of con- that's a code of silence. But when police officers do things, you know. And you know, I don't, I think it's all in it all workforce, you know. I worked law enforcement before in corrections and there is a code of silence. You shut up and keep it going. You know, everybody has. Exactly. Everybody has that in their workplace. I well, a lot of people do. And um <clears throat> How do we differentiate uh, it to you know what I'm saying
2: For me What I believe is I think that There are certain things that if I saw Or witnessed to and they would put me in harm's Way I could understand where I w- will most likely be Silent um, I'm not sure if that's Even just a, a our cultural Community of us being black or if that's Just people in general Like am I going to be in harm's Way am I able To um, navigate through whatever I saw or whatever I'm going to talk about. Um, You just made me think of like being a probation officer. And there were plenty of things or restraints that I saw in facilities that were, you know, probably not by the book. And you have to walk a very fine line. I think what the difference is, so I don't know if I would smash or dash it. I think what the difference is, is that police officers hold a different power than the general public. So, a police officer takes an oath of sorts um, and if their fraternal brother in the order does something wrong, they should be held responsible or they should be able to say what's going on. But at the same time, I do understand for people who are how a family to provide for. How sometimes they keep it silent. Man, that's a that's a tough one.
0: Yeah. That's a tough
2: one. <laughs> because the logic of it all is no, we should all be able to be one hundred percent honest, and we should all say what goes on. But it comes down to the consequences. So I'm gonna toss out that hot potato to Brian. Oh,
0: it's so like you you straddle the fence on that. We're gonna come back to you after yeah, Brian. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm going to I'm, a, I'm a need for her
1: to pick a side and get off this fence. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm i I'm gonna go ahead and be bold when just go ahead and just going to say we gotta smash this. There it we got, go. Look, it, it, it comes it comes it comes down to this: what's right and wrong, right? Like, cause no <clears throat> nobody wants to be the be on the on the wrong side of that situation. You know what I'm saying? If if I'm if I see a friend of mine or a family member of mine get arrested and you know and they get abused by police officers or whatever, and then there's other officers around and these officers ain't saying nothing about it, I'ma have a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? But then also too, I need to have a same problem with the idea of like within my own neighborhood, if I see somebody breaking into my neighbor's my neighbor's house and I see who it is and they took their stuff you know what I'm saying my neighbor comes to me like hey you see anything and i want to hold to this code of like no snitching mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i i, I have to be consistent I, I have to be consistent with it you know what i'm saying because <clears throat> because the fact of the matter is is we got to look at the standard of what's right and wrong exactly. you know and i think like and i think like you know again i hope like our listeners and or anybody who, who hears this podcast you know that they've listened to our other podcasts in the past can connect the dots of some of these situations because culturally when you think about the, the term no snitching where that came from is like that that came from the concept of like if I'm if I'm if I'm working in the streets, if I'm if I'm a drug dealer or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'm out here, I'm just out here trying to make my money. I'm just trying to make my money. I'm trying to find make a make a living, right? So so who are you to be out here snitching and telling on people when a man out here trying to make money? But then like who's talking about these people who, you know, the, the people who are actually out here buying these drugs, who actually strung out on these drugs? Ain't nobody talking about that. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. caring about those people. Right? You know what I'm saying? And then like, you know, but then like with, with cops, they can find a justifiable reason why they stand up for each other as well. well hey, these are this, these are my brothers. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to look out for my brother. You know what I'm saying? We, we've we been through this, this, and this together. You know, uh, you know when, when I got shot three years ago, this man was the one who, who stood by my side without, you know, went waiting for the, uh, the the paramedics to come and get me. You know what I'm saying? So they have their justifiable reasons why they want to stay stay loyal to each other as well. But bottom line when it comes down to it is you, you you gotta stand on what's right and what's wrong.
2: Mm. So if you saw a murder, and I guess that's where my mind went. That's why I was for me, it's about if I saw someone kill someone else and I'm the only witness, it it would be something that I would wrangle with. And and
1: I and I get, I mean, like, you know, I tell, I tell my students all the time, it's never easy to do the right thing. So I'm not, so so don't so don't don't take what I'm saying as if it's easy. No, it's not. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times when people don't speak up on a murder and they witnessed it, yeah, they're concerned about their own their own well being because you know they could they could be a casualty of just simply witnessing what happened. Mm-hmm. So I get that, but again, doing what's right isn't always easy to do as well.
0: Mm. Wow. and I think you know. Especially in a black culture, you know, do you, I, well, damn, I really can't ask this question because I was, a asked, you think they're snitching in a white culture? And of course every culture had their snitch, you know, but I know from a early age, I remember being in elementary. That's weird. But I remember being in school and I remember this kid going to telling the teacher, Hey, such and such, Chuck, this off the table. I remember this was third grade. I remember it like it was yesterday. Such and such took this off the table. Everybody in the class got mad. Why are you snitching? Why are you snitching? So it's, it's, it's in our mind at an early age. And guess what the teacher said? Why are you, yeah, I swear. The teacher looked at him and said, Why are you telling me this? I'm like,
1: See, exactly. See, I, I think, I think like, I think like a lot of times people confuse snitching with tattletale. Tattletale. Okay. Really? I, I, I think I think I think people tend to mix those two together. Mm-hmm. Like a tattletale is someone who's just like <laughs> doing stuff just to, just to get stuff going, just to just to get somebody in trouble. Yeah, like. You know, a such and such got water from the water fountain. Yes. He got out of line to get some water out of the water fountain when he wasn't supposed to.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, really, like, okay, come on. Like <laughs> what, what's your motive behind that? You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, and so like, you know, so nobody likes a tattletale, right? But you know, good people can appreciate someone who's doing a good thing by speaking up with some like if if somebody, you know, somebody stole somebody's phone and you know who did it. And You go and say, "Hey, such and such took this phone." <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, like, I think that's completely different, you know. And but the thing, the problem is that we've merged those two ideas together. And I tell like my students all the time, I was like, you know, the idea of a snitch or a rat, like a lot of times I think, like in like white culture, like they call them rats, mm-hmm. you know. But like the you know, the difference is is like you know, I, the way I explain the difference is like you'll know, say, so, you know, if if I went and I stole from a store. With with one of my friends. Me and my friends, you know, went and stole some, some candy or whatever from, you know, from a gas station or whatever. And we go off, you know, and I'm the one who gets caught. But the police catch me, but they didn't catch him. Mm-hmm. And then I go and I say like, well, hey, I wasn't the other one who did it. Oh, such, such did it. such and such did it. That's a snitch. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like we both guilty i you know he i didn't i'm the one who got caught and i'm trying to pull you down too that's a snitch that's a rat but if if, but if i'm like somebody who's in the store and i saw who you know or or if you was a, the person who was in the store you the one who saw us still and you called the police or whatever then you're not a snitch you just doing the he's doing the right thing there
0: you go Takara. so what was that um Brian, what up you said smash the car what's the way for you smash me. okay What about smash or dash for you? Yes, she is. Get off the fence.
2: (laughs) Get off my fence. (laughs) I get everything that you're saying, Brian. And in theory, I agree with you. (laughs) In action, no, stop. It's not me fencing. In action, I probably would dash it. Does that make sense? In theory, it would be a smash. But an action on my it, it might be a dash.
0: So it's two different. You said, all oh, the fence.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she
1: did, she did, she did number reiterating her. Yes. Uh,
2: <laughs> Come
0: on. You okay?
2: The interesting thing is, I do like, okay. So I, the interesting thing is, I do understand the diff, Like, as you explain the tattletale tell, tell, and the snitching yes. thing, I was the biggest, if I could call my siblings right now. I was the oldest girl. I was the biggest tattletale.
0: Oh, so that's why you're the fifth because you, were, you can relate to this. Okay,
2: let me, let me turn the volume up there. I told every little infraction that someone did just so I would look better. I did it for a long time. As an adult now, I think... I'm probably trying to make up for some of that sometimes where I can see like, oh, well, that makes sense why a person didn't want to do that. I am that person. I am that person who's like, eh, that makes sense. Like, it. I wish you were stronger, but I can understand being quiet. And I also think that it's a different situation for men and women. As a woman, when you see something or when you experience something, your reaction Or we've been taught to be more submissive. We've been taught, like, you hold your tongue, or you question yourself. Did I really see what I thought I saw? Well, could I mean, it could have been because people question us in a different way they question you guys. And so for us, it's we do step back a little bit and think, eh, maybe someone else saw it. I'm just going to, we're just going to pass by that. So I'll dash it.
0: Wow! Hold on, hold
2: on.
1: What, what, do you, what, what do you mean a question is different? What, what do you mean by that?
2: I think when people ask so when people ask men questions they ask them in a different even in a different syntax with a different purpose. When they ask women questions often um, they don't listen intently as intently as they listen to men. And so when it comes down to it, women just aren't listened to in the same respect as men are. Period. In most cases, I won't say period because I see your faces over there. No. In most
0: cases, okay. So let me let me jump in on that. So you say women are, quote unquote, listened to as as um as a man, but how for a black woman compared to a white woman? That takes a that takes another step lower, right, for the black woman. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and then, I I mean... I see where you're going, yeah. If if I give a direct, as an African-American woman or as a Black woman, if I give a direct uh, response to someone, if I give a direct order or I give a direct answer to someone, I am now being aggressive versus assertive. Or um, I am being sassy. Or I am being all these different things that Where if I had someone who didn't have my melanin in my natural hair, that they would accept that. But I also think that men think that women are long-winded. So I've seen it even in police work. When they ask women a question, they're stopping them dead in their statement. And it's like, you listen to this man say all of these things, but you can't give the woman the same amount of time. That's unfair. We got off subject. Sorry.
0: No, 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 no.
2: So I'm gonna dash it. I'm sorry, Brian. Okay. Okay, we're gonna, dash. gonna question my moral character here. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Um wow. it.
1: yeah, yeah, it, I, mean, I mean, I'm to challenge I'm I challenge all of our guests on yeah, your, I wanna make sure I wanna make sure I understand what you're saying. So I got you.
0: Okay, now let me ask you this then, on a smash or dash. <clears throat> You were never a slave. Get over the past. You have it great now, in this life. And when I, And when I'm reading this Smash or Dash, remember these are questions I have seen on Facebook, on people pages or their friends of friends pages. And I snoop around and look I'm like, oh, that looks like some shit. I want to ask, you know, the guests installers, you know. So re- I will repeat that. And I have heard this before stated on Facebook. Black people, it it references to, you were never a slave. Get over the past. You have it great now. Smash or dash?
1: I'm going to have to uh, smash that because, I mean, we were slaves. Now, there is that piece, though, that not all, all black people were slaves. So you know, so a lot, a lot of us, you know, a lot of us can't claim that. But I think that that comment there is an example of what's wrong with our history, history, uh, our history lessons in our schools. Um, because you know, if you know, it, it affects us as Black people because it doesn't give us a, a strong foundation understanding of where we came from in terms of this country. But it also, too, it hurts White people too because they don't understand. The relationship that, or their, their their foundation of how it was built by you know uh, uh, with the work of black people, so therefore they don't have an understanding. It's, it's the same thing as like when it comes to you know the whole the Holocaust. You know, a lot of people who do you know who don't understand like you know the Holocaust and who Hitler was. Like they may be familiar with that Hitler was a bad guy, mm-hmm. but they don't understand like you know what it was that he did and why he did it. And things of that nature, so therefore they're they're not they're they're insensitive to those things. So therefore, they can talk reckless about the Holocaust or talk reckless about Jewish people or whatever. So I think like just ignorance is where that where that comment comes from.
0: Oh wow! Okay.
1: But I'm not. But I'm but but I'm gonna have to yeah. But I'm have to smash that though because I mean we clearly were slaves.
0: There we go. Smash, for Mr. <laughs> Stalin's.
2: I'm sorry, my boy, my twelfth Go
0: ahead, uh, Miss T.
2: I believe that's that's definitely a smash. Because what you said was you are not a slave. So what they, like you personally, weren't a slave. So what's the big deal? And what was the rest of it? You're not a slave, never was.
0: So basically get over it, you know. You were never a slave, get over your past. Life is great. You You have it great. Basically it was in reference to the reparation that blacks were calling for. Yeah.
2: So for me, the reparations, it's something that I actually strongly believe in. Really? In a sense, it is okay. Um, because when, when you talk about we built this country for free, you brought and paid for us as a commodity. You used us. You used our. Let, let, so let me clarify before I get some backlash no, on ahead. what I just said. Us, you used our ancestors in order to build a country, railroads the Capitol, the White House, your streets, your all of the intricate workings of America, you used our labor Um, and you used our ingenuity because there were things that we figured out because we were doing the labor. In turn, those people got a shortened lifespan. Mm. Those people were torn away from their families. Those people were raped and brutalized. Mm. Um, and so when you stop and you think about that, and that those people were never paid a fair price, then let's talk about the generations following those people. Those people weren't educated. Those people weren't taught to read or write. Um, if they were able to do that, they they learned how to on their own. You know, we we believe in, into, and it's the truth, we are resilient people. However, is my life great? Yes, I will say that my life is pretty darn good. But I have to admit that my dollar, my earning potential, if I were Caucasian, would be quite higher than what it is right now. I'm not hurting, but I wouldn't mind (laughs) the extra money. I wouldn't mind the extra 30 to 40 percent a year. Um, So I'm going to smash
0: it. Is that what they call them? So, okay, um, fill me in with this reparation. Um, So what are Blacks? Really asking for, or who's the so, group that's asking for? this? it's I, not
2: really a group. Okay. It's been it's been something that's been talked about probably really heavy since the seventies about giving reparations to African Americans descendants. Oh, all
0: those, all. Huh? all African, African- all. American
2: descendants. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's, okay. So being born here in the country. Yeah, and so the idea is because the the government promised back at when um, slavery ended, reparations that they never saw, right? So they've tried to monetize now the work, um, the amount of work that African descendants did for the country and taking that amount and dividing it by your 13% of black population. Um, it gets a lot of pushback uh, because people are like, well, why are we giving black people free free money? and then that's when you have to break down talk about systemic racism and you have to talk about the, the systems and institutions that don't work for us because for so long we were enslaved and for so long there were jim crow laws mm. and so you have to go into all of that history to understand like there is a point where we didn't do this just to ourselves now do we have problems in our community absolutely but those problems came from somewhere mm. they didn't come from us thinking oh Let's not make anything of ourselves. Right. Or what I hear all the time is that we're lazy. Absolutely not. You got a country built for you off of my descendants who were lazy and I'm just magically lazy now.
0: That's funny. Sorry. You, that's funny you say that. See
1: so Oh go ahead, man. Go no,
0: ahead. is so is that similar to what the Indians or I'm sorry, Native American were promised because I noticed like living in areas I've lived at throughout my life. I know a lot of Native Americans. Descendants have received free college education because of some kind of um, um, some kind of policy, some kind of yesteryear deal that was made due to their land being taken from them. So is that similar to what they're receiving, that what Black African American descendants are looking for, or what?
2: So Native Americans? So,
1: oh, go ahead. Go go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. no, no, no. <laughs> No, because I, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm like getting my thoughts together on something else. So go ahead, go ahead and see what you guys say.
2: Um, so I believe that Native Americans. I want to say it was an Indian Act. Yes, in that's it. 1800s, that's it. Yes,
0: yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. The, there you the,
2: go. In the 1800s, that granted them land. The, yes. the so when I talk about, it's very interesting. So I have a great love for Native Americans mm-hmm. and their history. I love it. And who who knows if I'm Native American or not? I don't, I don't know. But um. The, the fact of the matter is that we, as a country, took those people off of their land and gave them the worst part of America to live on and to farm on and to try to get water off of. If you look at the reservations, or the res, as people call it, and you look at the lands that they got, did they really get a fair shake? No. no. We took the land that had the most minerals, oil, everything. We kept that for ourselves and then gave them a reservation and said, go figure it out. Wow. People get upset and they're like, well, why are we still paying for them to go to school? Go to a reservation. Yes. See what they have. See that there are still lots of people living without electricity and water because they're on the reservation. And then people will say, Well, why why don't they leave? What? This is gonna sound bad. Well, why don't you leave and Mm. and go back to where your descendants came from mm. like when when you tell when you say that back to someone it's mm. like stop and think about what you're saying just like when people are like well if you're not happy move, move out of america
0: yes mm. yeah
2: well I, let me turn that back around on you because you're you're a for immigrants as well mm. so why don't you go back to europe and and so when and i I'm not usually combative like that. No, I'm glad, because, tries to tell me, I'm glad. I'm
0: glad you said it. But a lot of them, I can hear some listeners getting mad about this, but I love it, though. You're speaking truth.
2: No, and, and it's not about uh, getting mad. It's about when you say something, you've yes. got to stop yes. and live in your own truth of how does that affect, if someone said it back to you, mm-hmm. how's it going to make you feel? You None go. of us have ownership to this country other than the Native Americans. Okay. Hopefully, Brian has his thoughts
0: together. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I, I, I got my thoughts together. So, so this is my thing about reparations. Uh, like, I remember on Kings of Comedy, Cedric Entertainer said, "We don't need, we don't need reparations because all we're going to do is make Cadillac the number one dealership in America." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, and like, I love i love I love like intellectual comedy because like though it's a joke there's some truth to a lot of stuff that com comedians say, like chris Rock he's one of my favorite favorite comedians, and he you know and, and he made you know comments about reparations as well and saying that um or no no, you're talking about education but 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 so, so let me back up a little bit about the native american thing my 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 thing is is that yeah absolutely I believe they deserve that I believe that you know they they you know, the government, you know, did them wrong for a very long time. And, you know, and so for anybody who doesn't believe that Native Americans, you know, are owed some type of, you know, um, resources to be able to lift their people back up, you know, I, I think that they like, you know, like the Carl said, like, they're living in their own world and not willing to look at someone else's situation. Um when it comes to us, uh yeah, I mean I mean, yeah, we're in bad situations. Um but I think what we don't need is just being be given a bunch of money. Exactly. Um, uh, because one of our problems is one of our problems is is that a lot of us don't have financial literacy. Okay. We're financially ignorant, right? So like, you know, we get a, we get a you know, a fifteen hundred dollar check from the government, you know, a little stimulus check and Walmart filled up with people buying, you know, semi-inch TVs and stuff like that. But yet you got bills to get paid. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's what we do. And not only us, but like just people in poverty. So, but since we're talking about reparations, I'm going to talk about us. You know, so like we don't, we don't like know how to handle money. So you drop $50,000 to each black person in America, that ain't going to do nothing. That's not going to catch us up with everybody else. What will catch up with everybody else is education. How about this? No tuition, you know what I'm saying? Or, or you know what I'm saying, like, you know, free vouchers for, for kids to be able to go to private schools. You know what I'm saying? Or no you know, uh, no tuition fees when it comes to going to higher education. Um, that's where you start closing that gap, is when you get, you know, uh, uh, ed- with, with education. So back to what Chris Rock was saying, he was like, you know, he, he said, because he, he, he split up black folks, he was like, there's black folks. He's, I love black folks, but I hate niggas. And so, you know, and so those of y'all who don't understand what he means is, is that it's almost saying like the same thing as like, you know, you got white people and white trash. Right. Mm. So like, 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 you know, so, so what he was saying is like, niggas don't like to read. You throw a book at a, at a nigga and like, you know, and it's like kryptonite, you know what I'm saying? They don't want it. They don't want it. And so like, we have that. And I feel like at this point in 2020, we cannot continue to use the excuse about what slavery did to us as a reason why we don't want to read. That part is lazy. I agree. Because, because, because like I said before in another show, the highest point of literacy in Black people was during Reconstruction. When slavery was over, it, Black folks, young and old, wanted to learn how to read. They, they made sure they found somebody who knew how to read to teach them how to read. Why? Because they understood how important it was. Now you fast forward to 2020, nobody like like people like it's like I want to read that. I want to read. I want to read because we don't see the importance. So therefore, my feeling is is that no, we need if we if we want reparations at this point, we need to be more educated. We need education, not money, because money is going to come and go, and then all of a sudden, and now look, we done not took we didn't took the U.S. government off the hook. Now yep. they're gonna be like, hey, we gave y'all the money. Yep. Y'all, we we didn't so you need to shut that stuff up now. Y'all need to shut all this, you know, you know uh, systemic racism. Y'all need to shut mm-hmm. that stuff up because we didn't give y'all some money. Now mm-hmm. leave us alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, we, we we need to be more intellectual.
2: Wow. Well, right. part of reparations isn't so reparations. When when they're talking about reparations, like as like the Democratic Party, it's not just giving people a check. It is underneath the federal housing plan of you know. Um, certain amounts of for to help home ownership to give um down payment assistance or to forego the down payment of a home because you know twenty percent is a lot for some people to have to come up with to try to put down on a home. Um, it's also about higher education, about college um, and it's it's like a, a stimulus package plan per se of multiple streams of things. Because I would agree with you. Fifty thousand, even two hundred thousand dollars Look at those lottery winners who have nothing. Right.
0: Wow. That man, that never thought about that, you know. I mean it, you're right, school because I see hear it's funny y'all made that comment about the um the stimulus check was on my Facebook page. Everybody was out spending money. Oh man. I didn't get stimulus checks. So I was hating. I was mad at the motherfucker. I was like, man. All right, I I want a TV. Hell, I was mad. I, I was hating the bug. I was hating. I was hating. I was bad. We People were grilling out, getting new shoes, getting TV. That um, is
2: one of the things that kind of took me off of the stimulus checks.
0: Man, like,
2: um, as as um someone whose family does a lot with home ownership uh, and renting properties, and this eviction moratorium. You're now affecting people who have mortgages, and people who got, who receive stimulus checks, are saying they can't afford their rent. You can afford your rent that month because you got a stimulus check. (laughs) Why didn't you pay it? There you go. That's so rude. Probably. So (laughs) well,
0: well. All right. Here's one for you. Smash or dash. Black people are their own worst critic.
1: Oh, hey, I'll
0: to like, take this first to Carl. <laughs> yeah, people don't see she's laughing right now, <laughs> so it's like. Ah. Now, now
1: what, what do you what do you mean by worst
2: critic? Thank you, Brian.
0: That's exact. <laughs> that right there, I read that on a page. I can't say the page, but I read it on some white page that black people are their own worst critic, and I think it was during the all the shooting that was happening in Chicago. Well, about a couple months ago, right before the protest. And you know how the big thing was like well, there's uh, black people are killing each other every weekend, and it's not making the news, but when a white person do this, all of a sudden make the news it was like yeah, it was on that it was on that line on I read on
2: Facebook, and I think sometimes we we paint with such a broad paintbrush like it's a it's just a huge stroke, right so I often tell like i I have a lot of white friends and I respect. All cultures. And so a lot of my white friends will say, well, you're not talking like Dallas right now, and that's where I live. Dallas has a really high crime rate. We're a couple ticks higher than we were in 2019. And it was one of the highest years. So we know that crime is on the rise in the country. Um, after the FBI has stated it's been down for like two years. So the difference, Black, and this is why I tell my white friends, Black folks, we talk amongst each other about the problems in our community because we don't like to bring more negative light um, from any of our other cultural counterparts um, to tell us what we're doing wrong. So do we know that we have a problem in our, in our communities with violence and guns and um, poverty and all those things? Absolutely. So for all the listeners, we know. Um, And probably the three of us who are sitting here are actively doing things to mentor to change our community in whatever way, shape, or form that we can. Um, However, the difference between the response to a Black, oh, I hate that Black on Black crime thing, Mm -hmm. it's a crime, but the difference between a civilian murder and a murder that's committed by a public servant will always be different. And it will always be different because those people are upheld to a different standard. We go back to the standards. So, um i'm going to smash Mm. Mm. the general question was are we our own worst critics yeah i have to admit i am tough when i see things um before we started broadcasting um Mm -hmm. we were talking about the whole rap thing and why don't we get mad at like migos and all these other people and we are super critical because we know that people are looking at us as a collective. Um, and But I think that we need to learn to meet people where they are. Um, Brian's going to say I'm fence-sitting again. But <laughs> um, you have to meet people where they are. And so everyone's not going to be college-educated with a master's degree, making 100000 a year, no baby mamas, out the hood. Everyone's, and that shouldn't be the goal. And I think that we sometimes can be critical of one another. Yes. Are we the most critical of ourselves? Mm, I don't think so. Um, but are we critical? Yeah, we are. Okay, Brian. There
0: you go. <laughs> there
1: you go. That was good. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and smash this. Okay. Um I I I I don't believe that we are are worse well, no I mean my bad. you didn't me, say worse. And,
2: huh? You didn't say worst critic. Did you?
1: Yeah, I, think you said, I think you said worst critic.
0: Yeah, that's the question I asked.
1: Did you say Yeah, worst critic. Yeah.
0: She's okay, surprised by yeah, your answer. Sure, but
1: but but, <laughs> but I I'm, I'm a I'm a backup now so I'm a am a Okay, so I, I'll go I'll go with this way When it can when it comes to how we are with amongst ourselves it's the same battle that they had you know years ago like with the Du the right like there were black folks who did not like him because he was considered bourgeoisie right he, he was he was bougie you know what I'm saying like like they they felt like you know what he he didn't he didn't grow up like we did you know he grew up in a diverse neighborhood. And here he is trying to be a leader of our community, right? So I think like because we black folks we're not a monolithic, we don't have a monolithic thought pattern. We we don't like we there's so like we vary in different ways. However, the problem is is that there's a certain group of us who enjoys being the victim, enjoys being uh taken to Taking the position of, you know, we we can't never get on top because yeah. Mr. Charlie always pushing us down, and this and that. And in that situation, I feel like yes, we are our worst critic or our worst enemy because we allow that to happen. And I think, like you know, and I, and I, I don't, I don't even get into politics. You know, what I'm saying I don't, I, you know, I, I've said before, like you know, I don't care if it's Obama, Clinton, Bush, Trump they all the same. They're all politicians. So, you know, they do what they're going to do. But in terms of, like, views, like, I have a very conservative view um, socially and, uh, and uh, uh, fiscally. So, like, I feel like if you're given the opportunities, you can make something of yourself if you want to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Because there's plenty of opportunities out here for us to succeed. You know what I'm saying, and and so and so, you know. But there's a there again. There's that certain pocket of black folks who they don't want. They don't see that opportunity as an opportunity. And I'll give you a perfect example. This past Friday, um, I passed out uh, I passed out a uh, uh, these little flyers for 21st Century Scholars, um, which those who don't know, it's a program that Indiana has for. Students who, you know, based off your socioeconomic uh, situation, you can qualify to be able to have your college education paid for. If you go to, if you meet these certain criteria, academic or if you meet these certain criteria, uh, when you graduate high school, you can have your education paid at a four-year college in it or if a public school in Indiana. Yep. That's amazing! You ain't got yeah, to pay for college. That's you a can great. go to college. You. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? You, We had kids, as I passed these out to kids right before the bell rang, I got kids taking them, and I told them what this was. It wasn't like I just passed my papers and left it alone. No, I, I explained to them, like, this is an opportunity for your, your, your take this to your parents so that they can see it, so they can sign, it and sign you up for it, and then not, I got kids balling it up, throwing it in the trash, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just like they don't get it. You know what I'm saying? And that's a child's mind, but we have adults that are exactly the same way. There's opportunities for us to get out here to succeed in the things because we can look at our ancestors. They didn't have these they didn't have these opportunities, but yet they found a way to succeed. A lot of them found ways to succeed. And that's so now when you go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. You're on the road. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: So so like so that when we get to when we get to, to 2020. And, you know, we have these opportunities out here and I understand like people live in like jacked up situations. Like I'm not oblivious to the fact that you still got like kids who live in high, you know, high poverty areas and stuff like that. But I'm speaking for those who don't live in those situations, you know, like those who don't live in those situations and those who have these opportunities and don't, and don't, and don't take the opportunity to to take care of it. So. So all I'm saying is, is that like you know, when it comes to our, the worst critics, all, I, I think yeah, in, in some cases, yes, our worst critics are is ourselves. We tend to pull ourselves down. We tend to keep the expectation bar very, very low for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like how many times have you heard like you know, black people don't do that. Black people don't do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, black people don't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like as if you got to keep yourself ignorant to keep it black. You know what I'm saying? And so like that. White people had nothing to do with that. White people had nothing to do with that. We, we could sit, sit there and trace it and say, oh, well, white people kept us kept us ignorant, kept us dumb. Nah, because we had several movements way before now that was uplifting black, you know, in, intelligence and stuff like that. But you always had that small pocket of black folk who didn't ride on to that. They prefer and rather
2: just remain being a victim. So interesting enough, as I'm listening to you talk, so you took it from a different perspective than I take it. Because in my mind, I'm thinking of black people who are in the upper echelon who are judging and criticizing those who are of lower class. Like as you're talking, I didn't even think about it from your standpoint. I'm thinking about it from I know that I have a ton of friends where we're in a, a, a certain socioeconomic group and. We are very, I'm not going to say we because I'm not going to include myself in that, but there are are high critiques made about people who don't have advanced degrees or who aren't making at least $80,000 or who are 30 and still living um, with like a roommate or whatnot. And so from my standpoint, yeah, like everyone's not going to be where I am. Everyone's not going to be where you are. Uh, Does that make them any less accomplished? Um, I feel like as long as you're doing a career, like I I have, I have female friends who are not going to date someone who's blue collar. Um, I have female friends who aren't going to date someone who's a teacher because frankly, they just don't make enough. If I'm pulling down a hundred K and you only bring home forty five thousand or you bring home fifty five thousand, but you gotta work twelve hours a day. Mm. I'm not respecting that. I'm not saying that Takaro's not respecting that. But right. That's the mind So I think, you know, we are critical of one another and our own journeys. We're not monolith. He's absolutely correct about that.
0: Wow. So that's the thing. He mentioned W. E. Du Bois and the bougie ness amongst um he was quote unquote a bougie African American. We have that issue till this day, and you spoke on it right there. We have different sectors of blacks. Why is? I mean, it's been like that well since the beginning of time, right? Well,
2: it's not just black folks. I mean, if you okay all it,
0: groups, okay, oh yeah, all yeah, groups, yeah, yeah, all, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. It is everybody. I shouldn't say that. Yep, you're right. <laughs> I was totally wrong. I'm sorry because I was going somewhere. with... I'm like looking down the road and said, "Yeah, where I'm going with this is why." Aren't too many black people putting their arms around Candace Owens? Why aren't we putting?
2: A- I see, I see. I'm just asking. Okay, so let me explain to you why. Okay, if you look at everything about Candace Owens, so okay, so Brian says he's fis- he's fiscally conservative and socially conservative. Mm-hmm. I'm fiscally conservative, not socially conservative. Gotcha. Like, um, I'm definitely like if you, you know. If you are lesbian, bisexual, gay, go for it. I feel like you should have rights and marriage and all those things. Um, And and more things like that. Like if someone's already transgender in the military, we can't be pulling their insurance from them because for now we don't, like I have issues with this, these, those social issues. My problem with Candace Owens is that Candace Owens before 2016, when she saw a paycheck was voting for democratic party. Really? She was a Democrat. She voted liberally. Wow. Candace, Terrence K. Williams, yes, all
0: these get other down, folks who yes. come
2: out uh, for President Trump, if I go back and I look at your voting record, which is public, and you've been voting for a Democrat, but all of a sudden you can get a huge check. So one of the things that people don't know about me is I, um, in my past, have helped run campaigns. I was a, I was a Republican uh, for many years of my of my adult life as a black woman who's helping run a campaign for a republican my compensation was amazing really because i am a voice that they need and i understand that to the point that in, even in this election cycle um i had a couple of offers now i am i'm an independent but I definitely lean toward the Democratic Party, thank you, Donald Trump. Um and so I got several offers from several different campaigns for me to come help. Um, grassroots stuff. I got an offer from the Republican Party. That offer was legitimately twenty-eight thousand dollars more than anyone else. Damn. So when I talk about African Americans who suddenly are conservative, I have an issue and I don't if you want to be Republican, a black Republican, I was I was one. please be that but please hold on to what the tenets of the party are. Um, know what you're talking about. know where we where the Republican party really stands on fiscal and social issues. Um, if Candace Owens did that and yeah and people are like, well she's been doing it for three or four years now. I don't think President Trump being the flipping president. Let's think about it. Not only to talk about her and Katrina, oh, what's the girl's last name? She's also one of his aides, who both of them have checkered past, but then you look at who they pick. Candace is one, Katrina's one, Diamond and Silk. You you look at the people that they're pulling to be voices, African-American voices um you don't see condoleezza at the forefront like you used to um when you're talking about republicans i need for you to have a republican base just like if you're gonna be a democrat have a democrat base
0: there you go here's, here's my here's
1: my so so here's my question though so you're saying that people can't switch parties no, because I mean, it seemed like mean, like Colin Powell was a Republican back in the nineties, and this brother, he's speaking, he's speaking in the
2: DNC, uh, you know. Okay, so all... but there's a difference about that, though. So just like it wasn't just Colin who did it, it was, or, um, it was oh, oh my gosh, uh, there's a, there was another Republican who just did it. Oh
0: damn. You. Um. um Ohio. I can't
2: remember his name. Caucasian guy. Ohio. Cash Cash. Cash Cash Cash.
0: He's from Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. Uh
2: Uh-huh. And so you can speak at so I'm not obviously I was a voting Republican. That was my party, right? So obviously I've switched. I tell people it will always be interesting to see what Candace Owens does if Donald J. Trump loses this election. So, it will be interesting to see. You can change parties. I'm not mad at you. Go for it. Like, believe, because I believe as you get older, your ideals are different. Like, I became more leaning toward a Democrat because for me, so, like, if I believe that, I'm trying to figure out how to put it because I confused someone the other day. I believe that we all have to be at the same starting line and the finish line has to be the same length in order for us um, to get to the same road fiscally. And if that isn't set up, so if African-Americans, women, everybody's not on the same playing field, then how can I expect for people to be, to get to the same place fiscally? And until we fix some of those social issues, I can't expect that. So social became more important than fiscal for me. Um, You know, this is why I don't get mad at my friends who vote for Trump, because I understand that, They don't have the same worries that I have about, like, I'm a black woman. So they don't have the same worries. My white friends don't. So when they're like, the economy's really good, my business is doing really well, it makes sense that you're going to vote for Trump. I'm not mad at you. Do what you do. you know. Um, But no, they can change their party. I just think it's... I want to know why you're changing your party. And if you change every four to eight years, I got a problem with you.
0: Mm. So I
1: guess, Frank, so I guess, Frank, to... You know, from my, my view of like, you know, why people, why people don't, why more black people don't side with her, um, this again goes back to the education. Okay. Um, because if we're more educated on the politics of our government, and again, this, I mean, honestly, and this is one of the reasons why I don't get into politics is because it's a broken system. It's broken people trying to run a broken country. Of, nobody's going to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? nobody. Nobody's going to have the answers. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, like, you know, no, no politician has, like, you know, the, the monopoly on the way to fix things, you know what I'm saying? Or the way to govern uh, a country, a city, a state, a town. Uh, so, so I don't get into it, but like, when Candace Owens came out, because I would never heard of her until she made these comments that she made about about, uh, What's his name? Um, Minnesota. Um, uh, um George, George Floyd. George Floyd. Yeah. George Floyd. When, when she made her comments about George Floyd, because I was just like, I was like, okay, like, why like she, like she, almost talking as if like she has a personal vendetta against this. Like, does she know him? Yes, and, you know, like yes. what? You know, like you know, and that's what turned me off to her. You know, but like, what was interesting is, is like. When I listened, because I because I went and did a little research on her, and like the stuff that she's saying, regardless of why she flipped, whether she getting getting extra money from the Republican Party or whatever, she makes sense. She makes a lot of sense, you know, in terms of like what's really the problems in in the black community. It's not police brutality. It's not the number one killer. Number one, The number one killer in the black community is abortion. The number two kill, uh, killer is, is heart disease. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but sure. you look at, you look at black, you look at black neighborhoods. you see a plant, plant on the corner. you see a liquor store on the corner. you see, uh, you see a, uh, a church's chicken on the corner. You know what I'm saying? And then you see a church, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's like, ain't nobody, none of us, if we know that the number one killer is abortions, why are we talking about that? Exactly. If we know that the number two killer is heart disease, why are we not making a push of being like, let's be more healthy in our neighborhoods? You got when, when you have when you have like you know uh, uh, food deserts in the black communities, you know what I'm saying? And you go like, you know, oh, you can go, you have to go to these little gas stations to get you a little little something to eat, and everything in there's deep fried. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, like like this this should wake up some 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 emotion like, hold on, this ain't right, this ain't right. But we but we're not talking about this. We're talking about police brutality. In situations of where, like, yes, it's devastating. Yes, it should not happen. But George Floyd being killed should not be the wake up call for everybody being like, we need to fix things. Right. You know what I'm saying? We should, be, we should be looking like, hold on, why are more people dying of heart disease or diabetes or abortion than anything? We've been at 13% in the country for the, I think, for like 30 years now, 40 years now. You know what I'm saying? While the while the Hispanic population is just flying. Why? Because they ain't aborting themselves. And a lot of them are Catholic, so they don't believe in they don't believe in uh in uh 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 birth control. So they just having kids, having kids, having kids, where we stay stagnant. And that and, and that's and because that was all that was the plan to, to to monitor or to be able to control our population. But we ain't talking about that. So I so I feel like, so I feel like a lot, you know, and then you know you guys like you know fatherless homes and stuff like that, like we ain't talking about those topics. And I feel like you know, it's one of those like you know, sleight of hand moat things where we're talking about this over here, but really the real actions happen in the other hand, you know, and it's like as, as long as we are doing that to ourselves and we're talking about Black Lives Matter, let's get our reparations and when we're doing all that stuff. Mm. America, they still have they still have us under control. It's the same thing. If we can keep, if you can keep a person emotional, you can you control their mind. Mm. And right now, we are emotional. Right now, the United Black folks in America, we are emotional. We are emotional from the stuff we saw on TV and we are now being controlled our minds are now being controlled and therefore we are not focused on the things that we should be focusing on so i think like unfortunately that's why people are not looking at like the and i'm not saying like candace is like the one that we need to be following i'm not saying that because i because the fact that she the fact that she's a supporter of trump uh i i, I can't i can't ride with that right. you know what i'm saying so but but i'm saying that the things that there are things that she is saying that is legitimately true. Mm. That a lot of black folks are not trying to listen to because it's it's not it's not common. Well, she's you... not she's not dancing. She's not dancing the same dance that everybody else exactly. is right
0: now. What about the? Have y'all seen the um the ads for that new the um the new black lady out of uh, Baltimore now? She's walking mm-hmm. in the neighborhood with her real. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. I don't know too much about her. Maybe we'll talk about that on another subject. But uh, Takari, I see you ready to uh, say some rebuttal to Brian. I well,
2: my whole thing is, is, that we are talking about it, and and I think that that is a, I think that is what I was talking about when you're talking about your own communities. Like I have to be honest with myself. I don't live in my own community, um, and. But what has been important for me always has been to go back. Um, Even though that wasn't a community that I even kind of grew up at. Um, There are major calls about about Planned Parenthood. Um, And maybe because I live in a red state here in Texas. Um, So there's, there are, there are movements for food deserts. Um, These are things that the black community is dealing with. Now, is it what the media chooses to focus on? Is absolutely not. Um, you gotta remember the media is all about ratings. Mm-hmm. And so what they want is these stories. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Go for it, Brian. No, 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 go go. Yeah, I Yeah, I, I just you said something that maybe like go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. And so I also think it's the same thing, that it's all about ratings. So we see all these police shootings. But there are things that are being done, and there there are lots of people fighting for our communities. Um, does Candace have a point, like when she's running numbers? Absolutely. I would never say, and that's probably like, and I get a lot of pushback from a lot of my black counterparts because I am so conservative on certain things, right? But I can also say, is it's a catch twenty two. I can understand how someone would want to have an abortion. If they cannot afford a child and if they live in a red state like where I live and you can't your food stamps or your WIC and all these things only last for so long. And you know that financially you can't. Morally, I have a I have a different opinion of it. I am someone who can separate the two and say, I can understand why this person made that choice, but I don't agree with it morally but you had your finger up. I'm that person. I want to know. Okay. What
1: okay. You, you said, you said a couple of things. Okay. So you just, you made the, you made the point of saying that, you know, you may not agree with it, but you can understand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you say, so So a person may get an abortion because <clears throat> a person may get an abortion because they may not be able to afford a child. And mm-hmm. you're saying that you might not agree with it, but you can understand it. Right. Correct. So this is going back to the whole WAP conversation that we had. Mm-hmm. And one of the points that I made was was that one of the problems within the black community is that we have overly sexualized our kids, yeah. and what happens when you overly sexualize people? You're going to have unwanted pregnancies because mm-hmm. guess what? You can't have babies unless you have sex. Absolutely. So there. So so therefore, if I'm over here teaching, you know, my daughter how to how to how to, you know, um, you know, pop it or I'm I'm over here teaching my boys how to how to grind or I'm te- you know right. what I'm saying? And, and I'm letting them listen to me and I'm allowing them or letting them listen to this music that's going to entice the imagination and then they they go and they find them a little girl or whatever, and, you know, and they mess around and you know, and then she ends up getting pregnant. I can't afford this baby. So then, let's go get an abortion. I think that that's the part that we have to understand is that within our culture, we are set we have allowed ourselves to set up a norm to to be okay with things, but then we don't want to take the responsibility of the of the consequence that come along with it. So it's if you don't culture. want so, so so but so if you don't want if you don't want to abort babies, then do things to not get pregnant. You know what I'm saying? So like, you have to take some type of responsibility, but we're but we're not, with, and that's the problem is that we're not being responsible. Now I'm not going to sit here and act I like I'm doing that, and, and I, I'm not sitting here and saying I'm not sitting here and saying like I, I got it all figured out on myself, because I definitely don't. But what I'm saying is is that what I feel like when it comes to the idea of being conservative is understanding that you have to take responsibility for yourself, yes. and I feel like and I feel like there's a lot of people within the black community that we struggle with that we lie but we hate to be called a liar we still we hate to be called a thief you know what i'm saying we like it's like it's like then then if you don't if you don't want that heat then get out you know what i'm saying like like stop it you know it's the same thing when it comes to police brutality like you know you can't live you can't live a criminal life and then be surprised when when people are being when, when the police are going to treat you as a criminal, mm-hmm. you know. So the whole, so, so so now now so George Floyd no did not deserve to die, but he did have a criminal record. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, they go- that police obviously going to treat him differently than he would say Frank. You know what I'm saying? Now they might treat Frank differently because he's a big black man. So it's like, oh, they might be scared of him. or they might look at George Floyd like you know he he's a he's a piece of crap. He's always in jail, and they don't really care about him. Right, so what I'm saying is like there's consequences to the to the choices that we make, and if we constantly are just saying to people like, you know what, you know what, like you know this is, you know, hey, abortion, I, I get it. Like, I, to me, it's like, I don't know. And oh, that's what that's when I put my finger. That's that's the point I was, I was coming to. I do agree. Yes, there are things that are being done in the community. Yes, I do agree. But the, when the media does not talk about it, yes, I agree with that as well. However. You know, Frankenized neighborhood. I can't. I don't think I've ever seen anybody marching talking about like you know, let's let's you know, let's eat healthy, let's get healthy food in our community. Like I mean, nothing no. like that. Hell no. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like you, you, got you know, you got Big Mama still dying from from high blood pressure. You got you know, you know, you know, You're Uncle right. Uncle Ruckus out here dying from from the from the sugar. You are right. You know what I'm saying? Like we out here, you know, dying from this stuff every single day. And I, I, that you know, when it comes to our health, it's Small pockets, you'll hear, like, you know, people, like, you know, wanting to be, you know, a lot more, you know, conscious in, like, what they eat. And, you know, you got more vegetarians and more uh, vegans uh, vegans and stuff like that. But, like, on a larger scale, it's not happening. You know what I'm saying? But you can go to, you can go to, you know, these, you know, communities and you'll see people, they're talking about police brutality. You know? And so, like, I just feel like, again, I just feel like a lot of these matters that we're talking about is not the big issue. And I feel like... But specifically, Candace, she speak she speaks on things like it yeah, again. I could care less of what, if she's getting paid or not, because the fact of the matter is, is I think a lot of us have been brainwashed and thinking that Democrats are for us. Right? That's not the case. That that's not I, always I the case. That, I don't
2: think that anyone, I, and maybe and and maybe my realm is different. I don't think that anyone does think that Democrats are for us. Right. I think that they think that they're a lesser of two evils.
0: Mm. Yep. Oh.
2: And, and maybe and maybe my world is a little different, and where I was brought up was a little different, and so um, mm-hmm. nobody's for us.
0: See, let me like, let me let me, ask you, let me jump in real fast. Let me ask you this: I'm glad y'all are going to the topic now. My family is Democrats. I am I am not a specific party. I am literally in the middle, mm-hmm. you know. And I will vote Republican if I have to. You know, I mean, I've done it before right. with George Bush, but. Let me ask you this: Why does it seem like there's a um, in a in a African American culture? I just say black in a black culture, you see a like a number of x amount income vote for this, x amount income vote for Republican. You know what I'm saying? Like, why is there a big factor there? Why is that? Is it the way we were taught? What is it?
2: Voting. Those voting trends go, those voting trends of socioeconomic status goes for all cultures. Like you you tend to have the, now 2016 was very different where you had a lot of lower income Caucasian and Hispanics who voted for Trump um, versus Hillary. And that partially is because uh, you talk about Benghazi with Hillary and all those other things. Um, However, um, I don't know if when you stop and you look at the statistics, higher income African Americans are still voting for Democrats. Um, I think it's just something that people have historically done, and um, I think that Democrats... Uh, you say
0: higher income of African Americans are voting for Democrats? Yeah. See, it's funny because I see Charles Barkley, he always, hey, the reason why I'm saying higher income, you know, I mean, I see a lot of wealthy blacks on Facebook, not Barkley, I ain't gonna put nobody wealth out, you know, but I know a few and they're African American and they vote Republican.
2: Well, if you own your own because business, because, let's because talk about it. Go ahead, sorry, Brian. So
1: so like, I mean, because like when you know, typically, like, you know, with with a lot of Republican uh um positions is that they want to do less, they, they want to make government smaller, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like Let's cut out all the taxes. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of all these taxes. Stop. Let's stop taking money from rich people and paying off for of these programs for other people, right? They're so small businesses. Right, so so like when you have someone who makes you know six figures or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they enjoy that. They enjoy that. Why? Because they they get to keep more of their money, you right. know. So like if you are in that lower social socioecon- economic status. You're looking at it as like, "Well dang, all these rich people making all this money, I ain't got nothing. they're getting all the money, and I, I have nothing you know what I'm saying and then it's like it's that battle between you know socioeconomic status, and so Republicans generally are trying to minimize government, less government uh less taxes, which ultimately will benefit and the rich the rich yeah but but it but in ideology. They're thinking that okay, but if you're being benefited up here,
2: that should trickle down and benefit everybody else below yeah, you does, as well
1: right which a lot of cases it doesn't happen okay
2: And if you drive those tax rates and those those tax banks you now don't have funding for any of your social programs yeah. education and things of that matter. Yeah. So that's where you get people who are like this is why I will only vote Democrat because I want my education funded I don't want money to go into private or charter schools.
0: Wow. Huh. That's very, very interesting. Hey, I know Brian said he don't talk politics, but, but y'all talk politics.
2: <laughs> I know, right? But I also want to say, Brian, the one thing that you did say, I'm gonna need us to stop talking about the WAP conversation. And if we're gonna talk about over sexualization oh, of our children, oh. we need to talk about hip hop as a whole. And so let's not put it on Cardi and Meg Thee Stallion.
1: Let's no, take no, no, it all no.
2: the I brought that up just because it's the most. I, recent I'm just saying. I just want the movie. listeners to understand like, that. See, they're
1: not, see, these, these pro these pro black women. I tell you what, man. no. So <laughs> like, I you about. It's not up. about,
2: <laughs> it's not even about pro black women. It is about. I agree with you. I believe that we are hyper hypersexual. Um, the music is hypersexual. Um, I mean, so the the listeners don't know much about me, but I grew up. Uh, In the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So, like growing up, like if I got to hear that music, that was because like I was at an auntie house or I was somewhere, and I just remember always being shocked. I remember, oh my gosh! I remember the beat I got for Adina Howard, Um, not even knowing, not understanding the song. And I was like twelve or thirteen. I was like twelve, and I didn't understand what Adina Howard was really talking about. But I know that I had to lay across that bed and get that get that whooping. Mm. Cause I was singing Adina Howard. Mm. And then I remember getting another whooping about seeing a mystical video of Shake, shake, shake. Your
0: ass, uh,
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I could, it was Shake It Fast. And even now I don't know lyrics of songs. I don't realize what they're talking about. But my mom was like, no.
1: Mm.
2: Um, her girls didn't have kids. But but
1: see but hmm. but see and that's the, and that's the thing is it's the culture you know it, mm-hmm. it's the culture.
0: Oh, Brian, you cut out. Can you hear me? Yeah, now we there.
1: Okay, um, yeah. I mean, it's a part. It's it's a part of. Unfortunately, it's a part of our culture, and where to the point to where we are so desensitized to it, and we're desensitized to the consequence of it, consequences of it, that we don't see that how it's how it's counterproductive and where we're trying to go as people. So, so no, like I'm not, and again, I said it several times in our podcast about that. I'm not saying Cardi B and, and Megan are the are the problem. I'm not saying, I never said that. I'm saying that that is, is just a byproduct of what's it's wrong with product. our culture. Right. It's a and byproduct of what's just... wrong with our culture. So we got, we got several branches of examples that we can use Right, but because that was the most recent thing that came out, that was the hot topic. We talked about it. So you know, so like, yeah, we, we can go through a catalog of of all types of music, you know, and be like, oh, yep, that's one right there. Yep, that's one right there. But heck, we can go back and we talk about like when you know when when Frank and I were were younger, the stuff that was being played out there, you know, and, and you know, and, and it's just kind of like. You know, I think Frank brought up uh, was too short.
0: Yeah, blowjob you know, like, Betty. You
1: know, like, like you know, you, you know so just stuff like that. And I, and I was a sheltered kid. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't listen to stuff. I could it was like. So if I heard it, like, I remember like riding the car with Frank and you know e Forty and like and that. Like, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, for real. <laughs> you know, but you know, it was kind of like, but like, but it was, but it was just kind of like you know one of those things. Like it, it heightened my curiosity. Like, what else is out there? Yeah. What else am I missing? You know, then, then like when I got older, especially when I got to college, you know, and then like, you know, uh, uh, you know, R. Kelly and all this other stuff that's going on. And it's just like it's charging up the, the sexuality of you. And this has been going on for at least 30 years. Mm. So it's kind of like, what do you think is going to happen when you're doing this to our people, to our kids? You know, and, and now and now it's so easy to access that stuff compared to what it was 20, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 30 years ago, you had to know somebody that knows somebody that had access to a, to a cassette for you to listen to it. Yeah, you know me. what I'm saying? Now all you gotta do is have a phone. You can pull that stuff up. Oh, yeah. So, you know, so yeah, that that's, that's just my, that's just my position because, you know, as, as someone who, you know, I, I watch us wanting to change systematic racism and this and that or whatever. And then we look at who runs the music industry. Yeah. Why aren't we talking about that? Exactly. You know, what I'm saying why? Why, why aren't we talking about that? Why? Because we enjoy it.
0: Mm.
1: We 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 are we ain't truly serious about changing systematic racism because there's certain things that we're okay with. We we're okay with certain things like that affecting our community. Why? Because it's entertainment. We can justify. Hey, let let the ladies make their money. You know, what I'm saying a lot of the, a, lot, a lot of the reasonings that a lot of the the people that was on on that show, you know, well, let them make their money. Well, hey, men been doing this, so why can't they do it? You know, and and justifying it, and it's like, nah, we got, like, if we serious about changing things, we got to cut stuff out.
0: There we go. And you're listening to the Ben Frank Now Show with Sunday with Stallings. Hey, we've been doing a good show. We're an hour and 18 minutes in on this beautiful, lovely Sunday evening. We appreciate your time and hope you're enjoying the show, but we're going to segue over to the last topic, and I posted this on Facebook, and um, we're going to talk about what happened in the NBA just a couple of days ago. And it was a Dallas player, Dallas Mavericks player, Luka Doncic. Matter of fact, he just hit the game winner. Did you see why? That was pretty good. He just hit the game yeah, winner. I saw, I saw, that's a bad boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, a bad boy. Yeah, he's a bad one, man. But um, he was playing against the L.A. Clippers, um, Montrez Harrell call him a bitch-ass white boy montrell is a black man lucas white and montrell stated you're a bitch-ass white boy and you know we all play sports you know we have said things i know i've said numerous things i mean i don't give a fuck you're black or white i'm gonna call you every name in the book but there's a time and place for it also especially in this heightened um time we live in right now with racism and all the stuff that's been going on let me ask the two of y'all if a white if a white man or a player or athlete or anyone in entertainment would have called a fellow male or female you know either were a bitch-ass nigga or a bitch-ass black dude yeah, let's say bitch ass black man because he he called a white man, white boy. If it was reversed, how would you take it?
1: Oh, we we would be living. We would be livid. And this is and this is kind of an example of what I was talking about like where we tend to want to stay in that victim role mm-hmm. because because like we can say it mm-hmm. but they can't, why? Because we're the victim. Like you, you can't you can't talk bad about the victim but the victim can talk bad about you though mm. you know what i'm saying it, it's it's almost the same idea of like uh <laughs> so like the movie that the Wayans brothers did white chicks
0: yeah right oh, man.
1: Yeah. The, movie, the, the movie white chicks had all these like you know white these stereotypes of white girls right? right you know and you know and it's like you know it was cool now what if it was a white what what if it was like you know now I know like Robert Downey jr like uh what was it, tropic uh what was that movie? Uh, trop-
0: Tropic Thunder.
1: Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yes. like he like he he was in blackface, and it was like <laughs> me. I wasn't offended. I thought it was actually pretty funny. Yeah, like, I actually thought it was actually pretty funny. You know, or like the movie back in the eighties, A Soul Man. Yeah, you know, with that dude. Uh, you know, what I'm saying like like that was actually, <laughs> you know, like but but you do, but you do that stuff today. Oh man. you do that stuff today. Oh man, people are going to be living. You know, but it's like, but yeah, I, I think that. I think that like right now back to what I was saying like we're so emotional like we're so emotional right now that that is going to happen you know but I will say that uh Montres Harold, he did apologize to Luca which I commend him on you know I commend yes. for that uh you know because you know I mean I mean yeah none, you know either way especially like you said with, with the the, uh,
0: the climate we're living, where things yeah. are
1: now with racial with racial issues and stuff are now yes. like you can't you can't do that because because in the way up happening is is white folks going to be like Hold on, y'all, y'all y'all gonna sit there and talk about us like that, but y'all want us to take y'all serious? Because we always gotta remember, they don't have to take us serious. They're the majority,
0: You're right? You know mean. what
1: I'm saying? So like, you if you if you want people to take our 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 needs serious, then we you know we have to we have to have some type of control in how we talk when we're frustrated you know so we can't do it like, hey white boy like no we can't we can't do that if, if we don't want them to lash back out at us and then you know what i'm saying so yeah, that's where i'm at with
0: it so you say you, so smash or dash you, you feel on that one the smasher do you smashing that or oh. you dashing? i'm sorry that was a smash you know what you know, i'm sorry never mind that shouldn't be a smash <laughs> or dash i was just want, was wanting your guys comment on that one yeah so don't worry about that one that was good right there right. um to carl
2: um, so I think for me, the bigger, and this is as a woman, um, I think my bigger issue is not even about the color thing. It's the B-I-T-C-H word that I don't like saying. But really? um, I think for me, I feel like, because my whole thing is, it's like, if someone calls me a black woman or you dumb black woman, I'm not focusing on the black part. I'm focused on the fact you call me dumb. Like, <laughs> Like, you just put my physical characteristic into it. Right. Like now, if they said the N word, that's a different story. Yes. But it's not like he, he didn't call him a cracker, he didn't call him what a peck of wood. He didn't call like these other things that black people call white people sometimes that try right. to equate to the N word. Right. He didn't he didn't call him those things. He called him a B I T C H white boy. Correct. I have a bigger issue with the B. I. T. C. H. So it's it's interesting because I don't I don't yeah, I, I don't take it as a race thing. And I, and and if someone said something about me, like, "Oh, you chubby black girl," okay, yeah, I'm chubby and I'm black. What's your problem? Okay.
0: So if you a black if a black, man, yeah. if a black man if a black man would say that, you would not have had a problem with it. If he's or you have been basically had more of offense to being called bitch. Is that what you are told me?
1: Yeah. Okay. Now, For, okay.
0: okay, let's read that. But, this this funny because. My trail hero called Luca a bitch ass white boy. So let's say the black man would have said, "You bitch ass black boy." There's two words right there that strikes that um, strikes the um the, the black community, especially the black male. You call him a boy, and I, and I,
2: and I get that for the male. So, yeah.
0: um... but yeah, I got you. Yeah. But
2: again, for me growing up here in Texas, I hear people call each other boys all the time, like white man to black man, black man to white man. And so and and maybe I, I've missed some tension that was there, but I didn't realize that was there, as you're pointing that out, because right. I can not even think about it this week. Like, I was on a job site, and I had electricians and roofers and all these people out, and they were diverse. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about boy this and boy that, and I don't think they were frustrated or mad at each other. Okay. And I was in Houston at that time. So... Wow. I mean, and maybe it's because I'm a female. And so on this one, that B-I-T-C-H word, yeah. word is what caught me more than the color. Mm. Like, cause if you call me a black bee,
0: yeah. I'm oh, not going to focus
2: that you called me a black bee. I'm going to focus that you called me a bee. Like, okay, so why am I a bee?
0: So if a white woman, let's say it's female, female, a white woman mm-hmm. will call you a black bee.
2: Mm-hmm. You would, I'm gonna focus on the B word.
0: See, to me, when I hear a white individual call a black female a "black B," which I have not heard besides in movies, if I did hear that, <laughs> if, ooh man! But hearing that in movies, you know, or just just knowing the history of how a white men treated black women, to me, they mm-hmm. come off as derogatory, as racial. I don't, I don't. The B I T C H don't bother me. It's called the fact you call her a black B. You know, so the two <laughs> words. It strikes me it, harder
2: it might just be where we are different in male female okay like for me that b word you call me the b word you call me a whore you call me i don't care what you put in front of it but you right. called me these this, these names right that for me is a more of a detriment than the color
0: that's interesting. okay yeah i know a lot of men they don't like be oh. you know you call a man a bitch whatever I know some men get offensive that man he, call me a bitch all you, you want. You, I mean it is it what didn't he use what the P
2: U S S that P U S S Y word too?
0: Oh god my phone locked. Um let me see. No, he uh I think I just said you no, know, he just um called me a bitch ass white boy. That was, okay, my, never mind.
2: Yeah. I, I I had a P A B. I thought I was gonna make it so much worse. So <laughs> So
1: there here here's the thing that I did have a problem with though. Yeah. Is that the NBA? Th- this is how this is how hypocritical the NBA is. Did he not get fined? Right? He didn't get fined. Yeah. Oh. He didn't get fined.
0: Well, have y'all been so to an NBA fine. game? So, yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: So, so yeah. it's like it's like you know, and, and I'm trying to put myself in what a white person's or, or even a white man in this situation perspective would be on this. I could see their frustration. I could see if if a white if a Absolutely. white man,
0: hell yeah, like,
1: I could see that. It's like, hold on, y'all sitting out here like Black Lives Matter on the course oh, and everybody taking knees and and this and that or whatever, and then this dude comes and calls this dude a, a BA white boy, and y'all don't do nothing. Mm-hmm. Then that that right there just stirs the pot of the issues that we have racially, because now now they look at it as like. You know, because a, a lot of Trump followers, a lot of Trump followers, you know, they, they, they have these feelings of like, you know, we're losing our country. We're losing our country to these people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, like, hold on, wait a minute. Y- y'all y'all let that happen. And y'all didn't do nothing to them, but let the roles flip. And then y'all be over here marching and ready to shut the game down. Like, you know, and so that goes back to my point, you know, from our first episode is that our issues... I don't believe a racial. It's just that we are broken people mm. because even because even in this particular situation, I don't think the NBA did it to 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 spite. But I think they just looked at the situation and they were like, OK, well, you know, it, it's not it's it's not a it's not gonna be a political issue. Like, you know, we're not going to have like people like, you know, protesting on the white side. So we, we just leave it alone. But let but let let it let that be a protest. Let there be a push from white people pushing on the fact that you know Montrezl Harrell said this and he, nothing happened to him. Then I think then yeah then you'll see like you know the NBA you know re, reconsidering a fine or whatever because they got pushed by you know by politics. So I think like that's it. So again, it's not a I don't think it's a racial issue. I think I think it's just politics and just a bro, we just broken people in a broken system.
0: Mm.
2: Two things. I I thought when you said he apologized, he apologized because he got fined. I didn't know no, he was not fined. No. Two, um, we, we are broken people. We've been broken since our ancestors were broken families.
1: Like we are broken, we're broken people. We broken day one. We talking. We talking. I'm when I say broken, I'm talking like day one. Eve type mm-hmm. broken. Ooh, like, yeah, like
0: that's dead man. Yeah, yeah
1: So I want to talk about that. Yeah, that, that 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 whole that whole part to me is not a fairy tale. Like that's that's legitimate. Like you know, so therefore, right. like you know, it all, trickles, it all trickles down. You know, so right. you know, but generational you, you curses can't, can't are real. Exactly.
0: Let's make an episode on that because there's a lot of questions. You guys are educating me right now. You know, I'm like eating it up, and I like hearing that stuff. And like Takara, she know her history. I love history. I like to learn. Brian know his history. and I'm learning a lot of stuff from y'all right now, you know, so that's very interesting. We got a guest coming in. I see Sam. Sam, can you hear me?
2: Sam's been trying to come in.
0: Sam, can you hear me? I can't hear you. Can you hear me? If you can't hear me, there is a mute button on the app right there. You should unmute yourself. That's why we can't hear you or you can't hear us. But do you okay? Let's go ahead. Keep it going, just for a few more minutes. Do you, so, can or, I
2: ask a question? Yes, Is it, yes, yes, Has the NBA said why they did not find him? Sorry, listeners, <laughs> I, I've been
0: working. Right, <laughs> no, nobody have said. That. Have you heard anything, Zach? I mean, Brian, I mean, no, Brian, no, dude, no, they, 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 no, they, haven't,
1: they, haven't said anything. They haven't said anything at all. And I, and I, and I'm very curious because this happened a day ago. This happened not yesterday, but let's see what it happened Friday. So, you know, I've, I'm very curious about, like, when word gets out that he didn't get a fine or anything like that. I'm very curious of what the, what the conversation is going to be, because I was surprised.
2: But what I happens surprised. when someone says something back to someone someone who is Black? Like, you can't find them. Ooh,
0: yeah, you know what well? I mean?
2: You can't. Like, if someone interned that to a Black person and they tried to find them, exactly. like, yeah, but, yeah,
1: you can't. Yeah, yeah, you can you better,
2: you better, your not. Your SOP? Nope. <laughs> <Look>. <laughs>
0: you better, yeah, you better not. In my business world, where, where's your SOP? Exactly. Like, I think they missed. Like, if you, I went to check that. I, I, listened to. Um, I went to a game where Kevin Garnett played before. I went to like maybe seven NBA games in my life. Kevin Garnett was the most vulgar, don't give a f, dude ever I've ever heard on a basketball court. He was calling dudes b a. And you know I'm saying? He was calling dudes. He don't care who you were, he was dropping the n bomb every time. The NBA let it go. You know what I'm saying? Those guys on the court, go to the NBA game. Matter of fact, we're watching it with the crowd there. We don't hear what these guys say. You can pick up some shit they're saying, you know. But if you hear the um language they are saying, and you got that little white boy for uh, first row listening to this, he's taking that home back with him. Why? Because KG said it. Such and such said it. That's a problem I think we have. We got to, because I've seen a lot of white people say on Facebook, well, um, black people call each other niggas and um, it's in music and they do this and they know, they do this and they do that. Why can't I call them that? <laughs> Go ahead. So
2: at this job site that I was talking about this yeah. past week, so my temporary workers that I had that were doing the manual labor, like the whole crew of them were African-American. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I had diverse people, a diverse, like we just had all these people out on this job site working, trying to get this facility up and running. And the N word was consistent. Mm -hmm. And so when I was finally outside with them, I was like, yo, uh, no, you don't, not on this property. We're not going to, man, miss, why not? And I mean, these were African-American men who were like 27 to 33. Six of them, every other word out of their mouth was the N-word. And I'm looking at like my Hispanic roofers who are like, and, then, and I speak and understand, who were having the conversation about the N-word. And it's, they're like, miss, it's, we have power. No, sir, you are demonstrating that you can use this word and other people can use it too. Stop using the word. Number two, number one, it should be that you're at work first and foremost. Right. Number two, it should be about education. Stop doing that. Mm. But I think Sam's here
0: now. Sam, can you hear me? Before. Sam, can you hear me?
1: I, I think right. he has to connect his mic. He has to connect his audio.
2: Yes. Yeah, and his audio's up here. And it looks well, no, like he's, he's
1: driving. Can't. Yeah, his, his audio's not connected, so it's yeah, not can't. coming through. Yeah, well,
2: Brian, do you think that people should, like,
1: but we should be using the n word because you made a face. No, 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 okay. I, no, 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 no. I, I you know, I saw a t shirt. Um, when a, a guy I used to coach with had a t shirt that said "nigger" with the a, and it had it had a red cross out on it. And it said "nigger" with the red cross out on it, and then the bottom it said "neither." And that—that's. I feel the same way. I mean, I feel like the idea the excuse you hear people say like, well, we've taken that word and we reversed it. We gave it power to, or we took the power, the venom out of it. and We gave it power. We use that as a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you are the same thing. Like when people, like when women say like, you know, when they call each other bees.
0: Oh, and, yeah, thing, whatever. Right. Yeah,
1: and I feel like, I feel like it's, it's foolish. It's foolish on the fact that, you know, again, we're not an educated society. So like when you have our generation, our, our younger generation coming up, and they're using these words, they don't understand like where that came from. They don't understand the pain. They don't understand the hurt of it. They know that they have like older people tell them that. Well, if a white person says it's not okay, mm-hmm. but if a black person says it, it's okay, but they don't understand like the root of it. They don't. They, they don't get it. You know, what I'm saying our generation, same thing. You know, like we we weren't educated to fully understand like what that word meant. You know, like you know. Have I been called a nigga before? I have, you know what I'm saying? But I guarantee you it doesn't amount to the same amount as what my parents may have, or my grandparents, or my great-grandparents, and so on. So I think, like, the that word is, is like, being thrown around because of ignorance. You know, we, like, we stay ignorant on stuff. And, and And because we stay ignorant, we allow stuff like that to ride. And we, I feel like we just... We make again. We we again going back to, back going back to the whole snitching thing. Going back to like the music we that we that we uh, applaud mm-hmm. is that we stay ignorant on stuff and justify stuff that works against us. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who you. I don't care what you think you are. Anybody that comes and calls me anywhere, I'm gonna have a problem with you, black or white. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so like, you know, and I'll correct I'll correct people saying it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like. You know, you know, if it's a white person that says, like, you know, don't, that's not going to happen. You know, or a black person, like, no, we ain't going to do that. Like, I, and I'll collect my kids, my students all the time because I hear it and I'll be like, look, there ain't no niggas up in here. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what y'all talking about. I don't know where, where y'all getting that from, but there ain't no niggas up in here. Mm. You know, and I'll give, them, I'll give them a real a real quick lesson if I have the opportunity to share with them because I guarantee you, based off of off the educational system that that these kids are going through, they don't get it. Mm. They don't get. They might. They might. They see "nigga" used as a quote-unquote term of endearment yes. more than what the root of that came Correct. from. So therefore, they're desensitized to it, and it doesn't even matter, which is a problem. It's it's ignorance of your past, which is a problem. I believe in Black people in general is that we are ignorant of our past. We're ignorant of where we came from. Right, we are ignorant of how we got here, and we're ignorant of how we have progressed as people over time.
0: So, Bron, let me ask you this: that give me a short definition of what a when somebody say what's up nigga what are they referring to like back if they knew the real meaning what's the real meaning behind the word nigga
1: um i mean it it was it was it was the term that was used to not only to separate that you were not one of us in terms of white society Mm. um you know like well, that's that's just a nigga. Yeah. Like like you're you're less you're you're less than. Yes. You know, you're less than. But also but also there's something that was equated to you being black. Mm. You know, so like you know, like like you know, y'all y'all two both have like said African American a few times, and I cringe Oh, I, I hate it term. too. That's why I so said like, I hate it. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Shit. So
0: you yeah, know, so i like, you know, so to so be like, talking hey. like that. <laughs>
2: you, right. so right. so like, so like,
0: All right. oh, like, right, for real? Oh,
1: so, so, the, so, the ter- you know, so, that term, like, you know, you know, over time, like, you know, we were, you know, his, I mean, could you, you could have been, you could have been called, you know, a Negro or, you know, colored or whatever, mm-hmm. but like a nigga was, that was more condescending. That was a, a condescending term to let you know, to put you in your place. You ain't, you don't think that you're on the same level as us because you're just a nigga, you know. And so, and and if you think about it, like back to your um, one of your questions, you know, when it comes to you know the worst critic, like that's what we do—that to ourselves. We keep ourselves at a lower, like low expectations. Like we don't expect ourselves to be any better than. So, like when we keep using that term, I feel subliminally, it's like you're just keep telling yourself that you're just a nigga. You know, oh, that's that's real nigga stuff right there. You know, I'm saying I'm a real nigga, like. It's like, what are you really saying? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. you, what are you truly saying about yourself?
0: Yes. And, you the, know, so. and the reason why I asked you that, because I'm going to segue over to this real fast before we get off, is I know during a protest, they say, look at all the thugs out here. And every time they reference to thug, I know it's a group of black individuals. And to me, I'm thinking, and hell, I have, when well, I used to work in, uh, Sorry ass state prison in Texas. Um, I, I heard that word thug a lot, and it's always in reference to the black inmates, the black feet, the black guy, you know. And I'm starting to put two and two together. Like, is this a basically a subliminal message of calling them niggas? You know what I'm saying? I really feel like the word thug is basically subliminal for nigger or nigga. Do you agree or not?
2: Oh, I hate to admit this about myself. Oh, I hate to admit this about myself. Uh-oh. This word always takes me back. Okay. Um I have I can admit that, mm-hmm. especially in my early adulthood, I was an elitist. Mm-hmm. Um and it is a word that we use all the time to describe oh my gosh.
0: So it is then.
2: Yeah, See, I knew yeah. it. See, I never. It's a word for me. It's yeah. a word that I use. I, I, I have a. This has come up in the last month and a half or so, um, with this conversation. And as soon as someone said the word "Doug," I thought about. And I'm not going to name the girl, um, because when we posted to Facebook, but um, I remember sitting in the apartment with her, um, and. I remember them saying, "Let's dress like thugs," Mm. and immediately what they went and they did is they put on the bandanas Mm -hmm. and they made like fake tea Mm -hmm. and and I mean these are called my college days and um and I would describe oh my gosh I'm so mad at myself I look back at myself back then and I'm like who am I now
0: you've grown you've grown
2: um and I'm like oh I hate thuggish people. And I was always talking about lower income black people. Mm. And I can admit that, that that is definitely how I use the word and the people in my circle, that's how they use the word. And I can definitely admit that in today's time, um, in my setting, again, I'm still, uh, I'm still like the only chocolate chip in the cookie dough. Mm -hmm. Um, it is, that is how people use it and so I get a kick out of hold on but now I get a kick out of using the word thug back in those settings when yeah. we're talking about the sporting events when we're talking about uh, the people who went and they uh, stormed the Michigan Capitol
1: yeah.
2: like when we're talking about all those and the, they were calling them patriots I was like can you yes. believe what those thugs did the other day exactly. and I'm like what happened to Caro?" and I was like at the Michigan Capitol
0: oh wow yeah, and they
2: were, and they were like, I was like, because that's a thuggish thing to do to take, you know, if you think about it, to take firearms into the state capitol where you're not supposed to have firearms. Mm. And people were like, "Oh, huh?" So I've mm. had to learn that I have to use it across. If I'm going to use the word, I need to use it across the board for people who aren't following the law.
0: Yep.
1: So now check, now check this out. So the word thug, yes. A lot of people use it synony- synonymously or exclusively to black people, right, right. Or, or a certain group of black people. Yes, um, or, a cer- or a certain gra- certain group of black people and their behavior. Yes, okay. It's so like we, we can't we can't separate because you can't say that you know that white people are using it to describe black people in general. They're using it to black people and yes. their behavior. Yes, so correct. So like. Think about this. So in the '90s, there was this group called
0: The Thug Is bone, bone.
1: Exactly, right? We glorified it, right? We glorified yeah. it. Tupac, Tupac, on on a hip hop Mount Rushmore, the Tupac got a spot on there. What did he have tattooed on his stuff? Thug the thug, life, thug life, thug, life. thug life. You know what I'm saying? You're so right. again, back to my point. We we glorified, we glorified, we glorified it for years. But then when white people use it, then we, like, we offend it. We question our pearls, like, you You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we can't, again, going back to the idea, the, the idea of we cannot glorify something within our culture and then not be able to accept the consequences that come along with it. So, like, as the car was talking about her friends who were dressing as quote-unquote thugs, in their mind, if they, they ain't around a bunch of black folk, in their mind, what a thug is going to be is what they see on TV or yes. what they hear on the radio or yeah. whatever. So they mind is a thug is going to be somebody walking with a bandana, tattoos all over them. You know what I'm saying? The, the you know sagging they paint, and and that's what it is. Mm. So I feel like we did that to ourselves. We're doing it to ourselves because we're allowing these these. uh these images to be perpetuated in society to say this is how we are. It's no different. It's no different than like you know Mitchell shows back in the you know the the uh, twenties and uh, back in the twenties of like you know blackface and like the idea that black people were lazy. I can't think of the dude's name, but like you know his his whole role was to talk real slow because I'm really lazy, like, and, that, and that's what he did. That was his role. You know what I'm saying, and, and, that, and that pushed that the idea, that's what black people are. Wow. Or you know, Birth of a Nation, Birth of a wow. Na- the movie Birth of a Nation, yes. back you know back when it showed back in the yes. you know early twentieth uh, century.
0: Yes,
1: so they put they pushed all these ideas on white America of what black people were, and this is why we needed the Ku Klux Klan to help protect us from these black people. That was what was being pushed out. Exactly, we were savages. Again, and now look. Look, look, you got, you got, we got, we got people, black folks walking around with shirts saying, savage. I know. Savage. Like, we are, we, again, we're doing this to ourselves. Damn, I it's like think we're about doing
2: that. We can't,
0: we
1: can't, we can't sit here and keep blaming white people for all of our issues when we're the ones to perpetuating it. Now, if we set ourselves up to be intellectuals or astute, then that's going to make them, that's going to scare them. Because now, hold on, y'all into y'all y'all intellectuals now yeah hold on wait we, we can't you know, we, you know what i'm saying And so like man so that that's what I'm saying man it's just like we, we keep putting ourselves in these situations
2: as if we're victims and we're really not victims we're victimizing ourselves you
0: well I think it's
2: ball, also man. important that it's also important to to you said something and I think it's also important to know that we're not trying to scare white people because I think that's also something like that we need to address because I think that people think it's, no matter what type of education or economic status you have that um I, I have a lot of my Caucasian friends who get uh kind of open arms about um when I start talking about black empowerment or us doing better or making better strides of now what will a country look for them and it's I think it's important that we address it as we are trying to be cohesive mm-hmm. and not uh, separative. That's not a word. But uh, segmented. That's better. Um, and so um, I just, I want to say that so I don't want the listeners to think that as Black people that we're only about ourselves. Um, we We know that we have some improvements to make, but we are still a viable part of the country. Exactly. And just because we make strides and we become better doesn't mean that we want other groups to not still excel or succeed. And I think but, that but that is. But we have,
1: but, but we have to be realistic about it though too. If mm-hmm. if you've had a 400 year lead lead on people, yeah, lead. right? You've had a 400 year lead on people. And you could look over your shoulder, and and like those are the people way behind you. And you start looking over your shoulder, and they're and they're right there behind you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get nervous Mm -hmm. because it's like, wait, wait a minute, how is that going to change my life? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what, and I think that's what when I say we scare them, I think that's where it comes in at. Not all white people, because again, I'm not going to put all white people in the same box, but there are some, especially those in power Mm -hmm. and those with money. They're gonna look at the situation like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like they they they're catching up. Like they're they're putting themselves in positions of power. Right. You know, and and that's why a lot, that's why a lot of them have a problem with LeBron James. Because LeBron, he goes out and just says whatever the heck he wants to say, because he right. got his money. He has power, he has control, you know, and, and, and so like and so like the idea of like education, being educated. You know what I'm saying. Being able to be financially literate, uh, literate. Um, just being literate in general, you know, is powerful. And once we figure that out and figure out how to, you know, because there's a lot of people who like want to sheet down capitalism, capitalism, you know, and, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> you know, like like people like just real real, real quick story. I had, a, I had a friend who was just talking about like, you know, you know, capitalism is the problem. We need to get that, get rid of capitalism. And I'm like, why? And it's like, you know, cause that's when white people brought that, you know, brought that system. It's was like, what system would you use that white people did not create? You know, you know, whether you want to be a Marxist or, a, you know, or whatever, white people created all that. I was like, so, so you can't like, you know, I'm not sure what you're talking about. And I was like, I was like, yes, they created the game, but we can learn the game and dominate the game or be more influential in the game if we wanted to. You, know, you look at you look at athletics at one time when it came to football, it was only white people that played football. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then black folk get, black folk learn the game, we dominate. Same thing with basketball. And so it's like we can learn if we become educated on how to manage our money, if we learn how to control our fa- and get our families back. Get Daddy back in the house, Have, let daddy be daddy and like, you know and not let the government be daddy, then you know what I'm saying we, we, we can be a viable part of the country, but until then, we, keep, we need to stop getting that we, we, we're going to just continue getting our, uh, getting our way getting our own way of being able to progress, and we need to stop blaming white folks
2: for all of our issues. Mm-hmm. I agree, and, and me being on my pro-black woman to allow black women to be feminine. And not feel like we have to be so strong and and resilient.
0: There you go. There you go.
1: (laughs) She had to get that one in because
2: I think it is a major issue. Like, I
1: mean, Hey, Democrats made that situation possible.
0: i
2: think both (laughs) i think both parties made that possible
1: if you look at the democrats are the ones who exited daddy out the house so therefore mama had to step up and be strong thank the democrats Uh, for that
2: or no or daddy could have. so now we're going to start or daddy could have married mama (laughs) like let's let's get it right daddy could have what daddy could have married mama so there wasn't two households but we don't want to talk right. about
1: that. No, no, that, that, I ain't talking. That, that's not. So you're, you're talking like like 21st century issues. I'm I'm talking like, I'm talking like the 60s, like where, where the. No, I'm talking
2: about, about the 60s and the 70s when welfare became king, and oh, they black, put the black black folks were getting married. Black folks were like, no, absolutely. Black people are more conservative than of any other group. Truly, we believe in their, our traditional sense is so strong, but we fight ourselves on that. Like, we are. We we are traditionalists for all intents and purposes. Mm. But uh, that's, that's a whole different <laughs> Yeah, it's a yeah, whole yeah,
0: different yeah, subject. And then another thing I would to ta- – while I was pointing my finger at you, Brian, is – um, damn, I should have interrupted you right then and there. You said something about – go back and rewind. You said that LeBron James is powerful because, you know, he's – um. Go back to the area you were talking. You ten. LeBron James is powerful.
1: Oh, it was, we, we were just talking about just you know how yeah Le, LeBron. I mean he he says what he wants to say. Like he you know he has his money. He has he's learned the system. Like you know so like the way he the way he goes the way he went about the NBA and doing the super teams and mm-hmm. and like you know how he he's making his demands and he's getting the players that he wants. Like there's people in the NBA and like the. Upper management areas, uh, like what, uh, what, what, upper management areas, who can't stand him because of that, and like his old dude, like his uh, Dan Gilbert, Dan Gilbert, uh, yeah. When when he left to go to Miami, you 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 can hear you can see racism all through that letter. He was like, "Hold on, who do you think you are leaving me?" You know what I'm saying? And so that that concept of of like, you know, you know, the the rich elite um, looking over their shoulder, like. Yeah. They don't want to see that gap closed. Exactly. They don't want to see that gap closed. But it's going to take for us to become become more aware of literacy in when it comes to how the system works. You know what I'm saying? And, and that takes education. And if we're not taking education serious, it's never going to happen. So therefore, you know what I'm saying, they would never have to be concerned because we're never going to take it serious to be able to, be able to become educated.
0: And here's my, And here's my response to that. And you've seen it, I'm not, you know, you've seen it in our neighborhood growing up where we're from, and not even from our neighborhood, just growing up from where we come from. When you have a successful, smart, advanced black individual, before they can actually turn back and help their own, the community, they're already plucked away from the white, they've already been plucked away to towards, from white folks. You know, that's why. that's what I've noticed. The higher echelon, like you said, the higher echelon management people, the higher established millionaire billionaires—they're already—they already get plucked away. They're get—they're get—they're—they're they're plucking away the uh the what so called leaders of the black community and put them underneath their wings. Basically, you don't need them over there. Come be with us and making us turn our backs against our own people. You know what I'm saying? Making making blacks turn their backs. This. See, I,
1: I I don't necessarily see it as I don't see it
0: there being really okay. Uh, we're gonna talk be... off we're gonna talk offline about this one then, okay? Because when I, maybe I maybe when <laughs> no, I clarify like, it up, no, when I clarify like, it up,
1: like, what I what, what I'm saying is I don't see it as being they they being plucked. Mm-hmm. I see it I see it as kind, kind of like kind of like we were talking about with uh, Candace Owens, opp- opportunist. I feel like there are certain black people, say like in our community, there are certain black people who they learn how they learn the system, they learn how to like fit in to get in, yes. and they're like, "I can make an opportunity out of this." Yes. You know what I'm saying? I can I can rub elbows with with some people that will get me places around here, and I don't think that white po- white folks went into community and plucked them out.
0: Well, not think, I'm not saying they go to community and plucked them out, but they are keeping their eyes in, they they're they're keeping their hands on what's going on around the community. And they see somebody over there that's making some noise and that's starting to become a, um, you know, well-known individual.
2: I think we run. I don't think that we're being plucked. I think that we run. I think that we are, if you look at how we're indoctrinated, you're indoctrinated to believe that your own neighborhoods, after you make money, aren't where you should live. It's the marker like think about it. When someone buys a new house in a mm-hmm. gated community, that's a bigger celebration mm-hmm. than someone who builds a house in, in the community.
0: Right?
2: Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. And it's also the other thing to that is, oh, you said something, and it it's that, but it's also what did you just say?
0: I said you didn't I
2: say plug.
0: Oh, man. I was- <laughs>
2: All I know is that we run, but I'll, the other thing I will say, too, is African-Americans tend to spend money differently also, and even wealthy African-Americans or Black people, sorry, Brian, um, <laughs> we, we tend to carry our families with us. So if, if we make it, then we are pulling everyone with us, like for a sibling's sake, to try to make it, too so when we talk about wealth distribution so you can have a, an African American person who makes the same amount of money as a Caucasian person and you look at how that money is spent mm-hmm. we tend to spend more yeah. to, on the family which oh, yeah. leaves us less reserves for investment
0: that's a whole mentality if I eat my we all eat you know that's yeah. correct let me go correct. ahead yeah I won't end this show but uh, hey we're gonna sit back and talk off of air real fast um thank you seriously thank you to mr brian stallings to miss mr carl williams i appreciate it, young lady i appreciate you joining us i mean i thought you and brian gonna have this kumba kumbaya agree on everything today which it did that was beautiful i love it you know that was that was excellent you know i thank you guys and um on this beautiful Sunday evening, this show will be out. I'll probably put it out at midnight so it can roll into tomorrow, so it'll get the numbers and all that good stuff. But it's all good though. Um, Brian, I appreciate you, man. Anything you want to say to your um listeners out there before we wrap this up?
1: Hey, I'm just uh, <clears throat> you know, um, I mean, for for anybody that's listening to this podcast, I mean, I think a lot of these podcasts are, are starting to start to connect like if you listen yeah. to the first one you know you know it's they all connect to each other to where you, you, you I, i'm hoping that you can start seeing the bigger picture of what what my views what my views are yes. on a lot of these topics and um again like you know we we black folks we can't keep making ourselves the victim like we have to at some point look at situations of what we're doing to ourselves and stop blaming other people for it because if if
0: not, we're never going to get out of the situation that we're in now. There we go. There you go, and MS Williams. You know, you got a strong presence. You know, your voice, and there's a lot of things you stated that I'm um, curious to hear more about. You know, you said you was an elite, eliteless, whatever it's called, and basically a title-ass. <laughs> That's what I take of it, but you know, so we yeah, we found out she yeah we found out she's an elitist yeah she was a snitch
1: yeah exactly she can't
0: stand, she can't stand thugs exactly Oh snitching, <laughs> <ass. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <old> snitching ass old ass no I'll mess with it you is what it <laughs> is but just you know you brought a lot of knowledge today and um you know there's a Sunday with Stallings I was want to get DuPont going so I haven't to talked to her but I think you might end, you might um you might be my Sunday with Stallings um. If we can work around your schedule, have a a Tuesday with Takara. You know, I mean, we got to talk about that. You know, There's, don't we see hell out look at you. We going to snitch on the episode all night. <laughs> have me closed down, man. Have everybody, have me closed down. But you know what? We appreciate you. You good people, man. I'm glad we're talking. And, uh, anything you want to say to the listeners before my um, computer died at 8% left battery?
2: Have a great week
0: and be productive. Be productive.
2: Find something productive to do. And going to work isn't productive. Find
0: something else to be productive. That's some real shit. Uh, That's real. Hey, you heard from Miss Williams and Mr. Stallings. It's the Big Frank Now Show. I'm Frank. Um, Catch us later on this week. Also, we're building up to um, to Jamarcus Gorman and Brian B.J. Allen. Dream of uh, what's called Field of Dreams. Not living up to reality, so be on the lookout for that episode. That's gonna be an um, excellent one. You probably hear a different tone in my voice in that show because to me that'll be yeah, like to that yeah, one. that's gonna be like my therapy, honestly. There's a lot of um, stuff I need to say. They need to say also. Um, it's gonna be a good show, trust me on that. So all you guys know, think uh, Big Frank flunked out? No, he did not. <laughs> but anyway, it is what it is. Um, till next time, we love you all. Doesn't matter your race your religion, your economical status, anything. It doesn't matter. We love you, and this is a platform for all. So if you want to be on the show, give me an email. It don't matter. I mean, we got enough people, and we can fit you in, and this is a platform for all. So we love you. You have a good night, and we'll talk again. We out.